Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. You know, one question I often get asked is, how can I listen to ad-free shows? Well, the answer is simple. You plug directly into your normal podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and you do that through an RSS link. And then you just listen like you always would, except no commercials. Here's something else you may not know. You not only get the shows early and ad-free, but you also get a ton of bonus content with adfreeshows.com. You also get early access to many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts from William Regal's new show to the road dog, Brian James to Matt Hardy and so much more starting at just $9. So quick Scott Steiner math tells us that's less than 20 cents an episode each month. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered that adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out for yourself at adfreeshows.com. And if you're looking for the ultimate gift for the wrestling fan this Father's Day, you can now give the gift of ad-free shows. Head over to adfreegift.com right now to purchase an ad-free show subscription to get over with someone special in your life this Father's Day. That's adfreegift.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA. TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede. Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team. Turner, Bonin, Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off. Center stage, Bischoff. Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and 
Thunder Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch Along, Try Not To Laugh, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's a good looking man, Quondike Bill, Make a Chair, Tommy, come over here! Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Conrad, what's up with you, brother? Man, I'm excited to be here with you. Today is going to be fun. We had so much fun going through 1986 last year, all things JCP. And today, we're talking JCP in 1987, guaranteed to be a good time. I love uh, good time guarantees. Cause you just don't have those anymore. You don't. Uh, and I can guarantee that everybody's going to have a great time this weekend. It's low key, big hog weekend. It's top guy weekend. It's all out weekend. You're going to be setting up camp in Chicago here for the better part of a week. Are you not? Yeah. By the time this drops, uh, everywhere on cumulus, I will have been there for, for a day and I'll be there until Sunday. So yeah, there's a lot going on and, uh, you know, really it's become uh, one of our favorite places. It's kind of become an establishment for us to, yep. to be out in, uh, Hoffman. What's it called? Hoffman estates, Hoffman estates. Yeah. Yeah. A, a suburb of Chicago, but the now arena. And of course, uh, the, uh, top guy weekend is going to be at the hotel there that we normally stay in. So it'll be a lot of fun. And I look forward to seeing everybody again, connecting with some people, uh, with the exception of Adam Des Moines. I don't want to see him. He's the redneck version of Disco Inferno. I love you for that. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. Other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's a great time. Great time to be a wrestling fan and, uh, a lot going on as we know. Great time to be a wrestling fan indeed. And of course this past week we saw a unification of sorts. We no longer have an AEW world champion and an interim champion. John Moxley is the man. And, uh, boy, a lot of people want to see what's happening next. Well, we're going to get our answers tonight on dynamite this Friday on rampage. And of course, probably all comes to a head this Sunday on pay-per-view Tony Schiavone is going to be at all three. Uh, so if you can't get enough, Tony, be sure to tune in all three shows this week. And, uh, hopefully you've been joining us on Patreon and we'll actually see you be hanging out and spending some time, including a brand new initiative that we're promoting. A podcast super show. And that's not really a new thing for us, but what is new is you don't have to pay to watch it, but we'd like for you to consider making a donation. It's moneyformongo.com. When you go to moneyformongo.com, you'll see the donation page. We're going to be doing a little get together there in person, live for a live show. But most importantly, you can watch it on flight live and on demand, wherever you would like. And you pick what you want to pay. It's free y'all. But we wish you wouldn't view it as free and you consider making a donation to Mongo. He's in the battle of his life with ALS right now and every little bit helps. So, you know, if you want to spend a dollar, you want to spend $5, you want to spend a thousand dollars, whatever you spend, 100% of it goes directly to Mongo. And man, this should be fun, you know, getting the gang together like this for a good cause. Moneyformongo.com. What do you think, Tony? It's a, it's a wonderful cause because, uh, I know you have seen the pictures on the internet and they are very disturbing and they're very heartbreaking. Mongo was just an absolute NFL superstar. Yep. 
who became uh, who came into uh, and I don't have to tell you this story, guys, but came in the WCW as an announcer, became a wrestler, was really one of the good guys, and uh, lived life to the fullest, buddy. He really did. And uh, I, I had a chance to see him at, I believe, was it a Top Guy weekend that he was he downstairs? Was at, he was at StarCast, the very first one, Starcast, 2018. The very first one. Yeah. Right. Okay. The very first StarCast, that's right. And got to see him. It's the last time I saw him. And that's when he hit me with, I got a couple of girls on scholarship. Which, what a great line. One of the great lines ever. So I, I, uh, I, I pray for him a lot. Uh, when I go to church and I go to mass and so, yeah, w- w- he needs your help and it, it should be a lot of fun. All of us getting together, you know, I, uh, I, I remember the days fondly of Mongo and, uh, and Deborah being a part of, of WCW and it was, uh, it was good stuff. And, you know, he wasn't the, he wasn't the greatest professional wrestler in the world. I, I know a lot of people didn't, didn't really appreciate it, but I thought he did a real good job of, Going from football to uh, to wrestling, I thought it was pretty darn good job because uh, he looked the part. Uh, good guy, he was uh, believable. That's the that's the word to me. He yeah, believable. thank you. Yeah, believable. Yeah, had some pretty good uh, things going on with Kevin, the late Kevin Green. So yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be a good cause. Go check it out, boys and girls. Moneyformongo.com. And by the way, it won't just be myself and Tony. We got Jim Ross coming through. We got Eric Bischoff showing up. Jeff Jarrett's going to be there. The nature boy, Rick Flair. And of course, Yikes. Mick Foley, man, you want to talk about a cast of characters. There's no telling what we're going to be talking about or how this is going to go, but it is going to be fun. There are going to be lots of laughs and it's all for a great cause. I hope you'd at least consider making a donation over at moneyformongo.com. Again, 100%, not after our production costs, not after this or that every single nickel goes directly to Mongo and, uh, you can watch it live on fight, watch it on demand, or just donate to a good cause over at moneyformongo.com. But what we're doing today, Tony, <clears throat> we're getting our way back machine, August 29th, 1987. Mm. Can't believe this is a real thing, but mm. golly, dude, that was a long time ago. And, uh, <laughs> 35 years ago, here we go. God almighty world championship wrestling is what I want you to look up on uh, peacock, go to season three, episode 34. That's season three, episode 34 of world championship wrestling season three, episode 34. It's August 29th, 1987. It's going to run about an hour and a half, one hour, 28 minutes, 28 seconds. And of course, as always, we get started with a special countdown, Tony. Here it is. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Blanchard's going to get to his feet, and as he does, he backs Big Nikita to the corner. What's going to happen now? J.J. Dillon holding him in that corner by the tights. Just holding Nikita there, but Nikita's going to fight his way out with his right hand. Too big, too strong a man for the... I don't like this open nearly as much, man. No, me neither. World Championship Wrestling, bringing you great wrestling action sanctioned by the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to World Championship Wrestling. I'm Cody your host. That's a Kentucky waterfall right there. You saw right on the top of the program, it's Whoa. a little clip from a match. <laughs> that mustache is on Tom Selleck overtime. World television title. We're going to show you that match here today, a very controversial Whoa. match. Tully Blanchard defending the world television title against the Russian Nightmare. You were just dripping in it. You know what? Hmm. I bet you had like a little roll of certs in your pocket, didn't you? <laughs> you tell the truth. You did. Or were you more of a Tic Tac guy? <laughs> Probably. No, I liked certs. Yeah, I could see that. I bet you were like a cinnamon flavor. Do you know why? Why? Certs was two, two, two mints and one. <laughs> that's, that's a deep cut right there. That is a deep cut. <sighs> Rick Flair, the man many people think can defeat Rick Flair is the man with a handle stone, Ron Garvin, in the best shape of his life, and he is going full bore right after the world heavyweight champion. A lot of the top stars of the NWA with us here today. Let's begin by going to the ring. So here comes Lex Luger versus Cougar J. And you see Luger here wearing an Olivia Walker robe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's sporting the U S title. No longer the 10 pounds of silver or whatever you want to call it. This is the new Reggie parks design with the right. round, with the round side plates. A lot of people think that's the best looking U S belt. What was your preference? Yeah, it's a good look. Now, again, my preference was the old school red leather with yeah, the with the continental US or whatever continental US on it. Yeah, that's that's the one because that's the one I remember with Blackjack Mulligan wearing it. Would you and when you when you saw it, you knew that was the US title because it was the continental US outline. So, would you have ever guessed when this was airing back here in '87? You know, the referee will be in the Hall of Fame before Lex Luger. I love Teddy, but there's something inherently wrong about that. And, and how about this? I love Teddy too, but it's wrong that you're not in the hall of fame. And I know I don't care. I wouldn't accept it. Uh, whatever. Well, you know what? I don't care. I wouldn't accept it. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I want, I want you to have, I want you to be honored. Well, you better do it another way because I will not accept. And my kids and my wife know that if, if I go, if I go early that I'm not to be accepted either. Well, so it's right, not hey, let me give you never, a, let me give you a spoiler. <clears throat> I that? can sell Chris and Matt on you going in. 
Yeah. I don't think I can sell Lois. Okay. But I could sell Chris and Matt. I know I can't. Suppose I put it in my will. I could sell it. I could sell Dawkins on overturning that. <laughs> no, listen. I really don't. You, you, can we put you in all the other Hall of Fames? What other Hall of Fames are there besides, like, I know there's Meltzer's. Yeah. Is which, that it? Yeah. Well, there's that one, and then there's the one in Waterloo, and, like, there's a bunch of them. But you're just saying you don't want to be in the WWE one. I don't want to be in any of them. Oh, okay. Uh, Are you like a party pooper kind of? Well, I just think, I just think they're so shallow. Oh, okay. I do. I'm sorry. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. Friend of ours got in trouble this week with his wife. Really? Yeah. Pretty big trouble. Okay. Okay. When he revealed. He whacked off. Apparently that's against the rules and he didn't know. Now he found out the hard way. Where are you at on that? Are you in trouble if you whack off? You think Lois is okay with that? No, I think she'd be fine with it. <laughs> as a matter of fact, she has told me many times, you might as well just go ahead and whack off. That's my life, buddy. You might as well go ahead. Might as well, cause you ain't getting any of this. I just, you might as well go ahead. What a great line. Yeah. She, so, uh, would you have imagined that that would be like a, a point of contention with hmm. a, with a married couple of folks? Uh, it might be, uh, if, it, uh, it if blew girl, me away, if the girl's not getting any and she feels that, uh, there, the fantasy that. The husband has by whacking off is not her. Maybe. Uh, what did this dumbass do? Did he, why did, did he get caught or did he no, tell her? He offered the information. I thought that was a major mistake. Yeah, man. Like, I, cause I asked the same thing. I said, she like catch you doing it. No, I told her I did it. What? Yeah. And then he said twice in the same day. And I'm like, what? Why, why? Wait a minute. Whacked off twice in the same day or told her twice in the same day. I whacked off twice in the same day. Told her. Big heat, brother. Honey, I walked off and get, guess what? I'm getting ready to do it again. Yeah, I didn't get it, but I also was thrown off by what do you mean? Y'all are fighting because of that. I don't know. It was like, you know, this is where I'm waiting on Tony Schiavone. Back in my day, <laughs> we fought about the war. <laughs> Whacking off. What? <clears throat> yeah. We fought about chores and laundry, laundry, money, finances, the real problems, not whacking your dick. Yeah. And how much was on the grocery list (laughs) and how much we're going to spend. God almighty. Holy shit. Millennials and their problems. Um, it, 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 it kind of backs up. What I've always thought you've surrounded yourself with probably the biggest bunch of idiots I've ever been around, <laughs> I've ever been around in my life. I couldn't believe it. Wait, you told on yourself. Yeah. yeah. You didn't get caught. No, you mm. offered the information. Yeah. I mm. have no sympathy. <laughs> there it is. Lex Luger wins with the, the torture rack. Mm-hmm. I hope that we get to see him draw a line at the podium. I'm sure we will. Oh, it's the horseman. Let's take a listen. About the weaver lock during your match. And I know that's something 
that you guys consider to be something else in a sleeper hole. Let's set the record straight. First of all, there's rumors circulating around the wrestling world that the total package Lex Luger is running in fear of the American Dream Dusty Rose. But before we perpetuate this rumor, let's get our facts straight. Because it was, in fact, the American Dream. Three times world heavyweight champion that went through the record books and dug out the name of Johnny Weaver who was a great name in the history books, and in my opinion, the only man in wrestling history that ever truly perfected the sleeper hold. But you see, Dusty Rhodes was the desperate man. He was the one that never held the United States title throughout his career. He was the one that put his foot in his mouth and said it was the one last goal that he wanted to achieve. And he knew that he couldn't beat Lex Luger, so what's he do? He goes to Weaver, drags him into the gym, bags him on his hands and knees. Please, please. Keeps him in the sleeper hole. Well, he tried. Boy, did he try. But what we end up with is a situation where Dusty Rhodes is using the Weaver Lock, which is nothing more than a blatant, out-and-out chokehold. Exactly right, James. First, my compliments to Tommy Evans back in production. This is the one to start a national TV show off right. We start with the best. And here he is, Lex Luger. The NWA U.S. Heavyweight Champion, live and in color and in the flesh. Now we want to talk about right now is the American Dream himself, Dusty Rhodes. Here's a man, three-time World Heavyweight Champion, who's done just about everything our sport has to offer. Going back to elementary school, we're not a sleeper hold, but a blatant chokehold. That's the bottom line. You see, Dusty Rhodes. I don't care for you at all personally, and I detest you professionally. I don't care what your reputation is in the past, we're doing on the present. And the present is this. I'm the NWA U.S. Heavyweight Champion. And I will be, for as long as I see fit. Because you see, we're from opposite sides of the draft, Dusty Rhodes. You grew up fighting and scratching further than you had. I grew up in Mercedes-Benz and Porsches. You grew up in the back of a pickup truck. I grew up around Mozart, Beethoven, Tchaikovsky. You grew up around Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard. I grew up around Don Perignon. You grew up with cheap beer and wine. What I'm saying is you had the fight scratch for what I've always had. And that's everything. And there's one thing you haven't had, the most ironic part. And that's this right here. The U.S. Heavyweight Champion. I'm going to be the U.S. Heavyweight Champion for as long as I want. So the bottom line is this. The harsh reality is this. Oh, the harsh reality is this. You are looking at the dominant force in professional wrestling. For now, don't wind me up. For now and many years and many more years to come. Lex Luger will remain U.S. Heavyweight Champion. Chokehold or no chokehold. Sleep on that, Dusty Rhodes. Lex Luger, the U.S. Champion. More action when we come back. Buddy, was that a bad promo or what? Mm, don't wind me up. Well, I, I, just because you heard Flair say it once doesn't mean you should. Oh, God. <laughs> Love me some Lex Luger, but boy, that one, that left yeah, a that lot one. to be desired right there. He didn't even draw a line for us. He hadn't done that yet. No, I was so disappointed. Up next, though, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin taking on John Savage. Oh, Jimmy, a little colorful here. How about that? What color are those boas? I'm colorblind. Uh, those are navy blue and green. Okay. John Savage uh, got a little Samoan background, I believe. Buddy, Jimmy's in good shape here. Yeah, he is. 
I mean, this might uh, be the best shape I've seen it. Yeah. I want to mention, uh, you guys right before, uh, this had, uh, two shows on the 28th, one in Daytona beach, Florida, and one in Hampton, Virginia. Mm. Uh, later this very same day, the 29th, you're at the Bayfront center and you're also doing a night of champions in Houston, Texas. Uh, you're at the summit and unfortunately there's only 1800 fans there. Ooh, that's the old NBA arena there too. Yes. So that looks bad. Um, but this is, you know, at this point, Vince has taken over the Houston territory. So Houston's kind of Vince's, I suppose. But the main event is Ric Flair, the NWA world champion, pinning the UWF Western States heritage champion, Barry Windham. They go 26 minutes and 45 seconds. Right before that, it's Ricky and Robert taking on Arn and Tully. And we got Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger. We got Sting and Eddie Gilbert. We got Steve Williams, uh, Dr. Death and uh, big Bubba, Terry Taylor and Chris Adams. I mean, this is a fucking loaded card. Only 1800 fans though. When you go back to your hometown though, of, uh, Charlotte, you got 10,200 fans there at the Coliseum to see a matinee show. And that night you're at the Omni where they did a back to school special where the tickets were just five bucks, 9,000 fans there. It, it, that's fascinating to me. You know, Texas, 1800. Carolina, 10, two, Omni 9,000, just something to be said about fucking staying where, you know, you can make money. Absolutely. The, and that to me, that just in a, in a, uh, in a nutshell tells us what we did wrong. Yeah. Why did we go out there? And I don't understand now we are in August of 87 here. Yeah. Where's Jim Ross. You know, Jim and I did the, uh, July 4th, 1987, uh, great American bash together. I thought he was with us there at that time, but it's just me here. I don't, <clears throat> I thought he was a fixture by this time. Not only that, this guy, John Savage. Yeah. I recognize him from somewhere. And I, I just looked up on my phone, John Savage. And the only John Savage wrestler I see is a guy from great Britain, but that's not him. For some reason, I'm thinking he, this guy wrestled under another name in later years. Cause he looks the part he's strong. He's athletic. I don't know. I think at this point I could be wrong, but I feel like Jr. was still hosting the UWF TV show. Cause you guys kept okay. running that even <laughs> after you purchased it. Okay. Starcade 87, I think had you both together. Okay. That was in November. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of that, uh, JR's, uh, worldwide debut was December mm -hmm. 1st. It was him and Bob Cottle on okay. commentary and his debut on this studio show, mm -hmm. December 5th, wow. okay. 1987. So Starcade 87 really kicks it off with you guys. Okay. Now this John Savage. Is he mm -hmm. like Randy and, and Lanny's, uh, cousin? I don't, I don't know. Just look, look at the way he moves. And, and if, if he didn't go and if he didn't go on to be a pro just the way he looks, but he's, if he didn't go on to be a professional wrestler. Uh, then he missed the boat. Cause he's better than your average, you know, jabroni. We brought off the street to do this show. And it's there's like your 
as Excalibur would call sheer drop brain buster. Sheer drop? Mm-hmm. Sheer drop. John Henley. Looks like this was his real name. Okay. John Savage. All right. Uh, he wrestled did. also as Johnny Smith, and he's well, the storyline relative of Davey Boy. Let's take a listen to you. Okay. Garvin, along with Rush. We're back at the Superstation with the super fans right here. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of things coming down. First of all, Lex Luger and J.J. Dillon get out here, talk a lot of trash. Well, they're not fooling me. I know they're not fooling you, Tony. And they're definitely not fooling the super fans. Because the fact is this, this great country was made on Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, and people like David Allen Coe. And like Aretha Franklin said, who is zooming who? Now that is the question. Who is zooming who? They're not zooming us, Tony. They're not zooming us. The American dream, first of all, would not use an illegal hold. They're out here claiming that it's a chokehold. Jim Crockett Promotions would not have anything to do with any kind of a chokehold nor the National Wrestling Alliance. So it's just a matter of time for you, Lex Luger. He must have that horsemanitis disease or something like that because he's starting to sound like Ric Flair. And Ric Flair's another man whose days are numbered. Nobody knows Ronnie Garvin, the hands of stone, my brother like gorgeous Jimmy Garvin knows him. And ladies and gentlemen, the other day when we were in the training camp and we were just clicking off that six mile, I said, okay, Ronnie, that's good. Let's go, you did great. I turned around and there's nothing but dust going down the highway. He went for another six, ladies and gentlemen. I've never seen the intensity, Tony. I've never seen Ronnie Garvin so intense. He's been after Ric Flair before, but nothing like this. It gives me goosebumps all over my body when I think about it. When I think about my brother, the other night I went in the room, he's laying awake, he's watching tapes, he's watching all the films on Ric Flair. He's gonna defeat Ric Flair. My brother Ronnie Garvin, the hands of stone, will be the next world heavyweight champion. Gordon Schumann Garvin and Precious back with our world television title match right after this. Man, we're not really hitting home runs with these promos today so far. No, no, we haven't seen Flair or Tully yet either. So, um, we're back. Fayetteville, North Carolina, the site of a tremendous match for the world television title. Tully Blanchard against Nikita Koloff. Just to set it up very briefly, you know all about Tully Blanchard. Remember the four horsemen, a man who has held that world television title longer than anybody. But Nikita Koloff, a hungry man, a man who had just lost the U.S. heavyweight title, went in with guns loaded after Tully Blanchard. Let's take a look at this match for the world TV title. So this is Bob Cottle and Johnny Weaver at a match that was originally on uh, NWA Pro. Or for NWA Pro during that taping. A big time match too. I mean, Nikita and Tully, that's not something we don't get, you know, we normally get enhancement matches on this program. So to be able to right. see, you know, something you normally had to go down to the box office and come out of your pocket to see, to see it on TV, this is a big deal. Oh, by the way, I found out that John Savage was actually John Latu. He was Samoan wrestler. And he wrestled a little bit for the, uh, for the WWE. Oh, okay. Then I was looking up the wrong, I was looking up yeah, the there, there are two, there are two Johnny savages there. You're looking up the one from great Britain. So look at you. How about that? We're huh? learning things by God. Yeah, man. You can, you can learning. 
You can absolutely learn him. Look at, look at Tully back paddling. So, uh, I'm thinking here, this is the Cumberland County Memorial arena in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. By this time, <clears throat> a young man named Matt Hardy is 13. Oh, wow. I have a feeling Matt Hardy may be in the stands here somewhere. Them boys love them some JCP. You know what? Mm, they sure did. They sure did. Matt would have been uh, 13. And let's see his brother. If he wasn't there, he was trying to be there. His brother would have been 10 by this time. Which one do you think was Nikita and which one was Tully when they would wrestle on the couch at home? Hmm. I have a feeling Matt was Tully. I could see that. Yeah. But we had, we had great crowds in Fayetteville and I, I can almost remember the drive from Charlotte to Fayetteville in my mind, going, going down 74 across uh, Southeastern North Carolina. This was done uh, 10 days before, exactly as you said, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Cumberland County civic center, August 19th, 1987. Uh, they go more than 16 minutes here. And, uh, it actually was a part of the NWA super bouts where you guys would do a little special, right? <clears throat> Bob and Johnny down at the, uh, at ringside and, uh, Nikita had a real shitty looking lariat that he turned to a chokehold. He improvised that. I saw JJ wipe his brow after he kind of, uh, stuck that, uh, shitty lariat in there and, uh. As if to say, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> how are they going to get out of that? Watch him, Tony, watch him. By the way, thoughts and prayers for, uh, David Crockett. He's got some family illness stuff going on. And I yeah. know we got a lot of prayer warriors who listen to this program. So keep the Crockett's in your thoughts and prayers and. Send some positive vibes their way if that's not something you do, but you can you send some positive vibes by God. Yeah. He and I have been texting back and forth about that. And um is he gonna be able to make it to uh Top Guy? Yeah. He says okay. he's looking forward to hanging and seeing us there and good. And maybe that'll be a fun distraction. I agree. And uh here's a guarantee. I will not be drunk. Oh like I was last time. That was the best part. Yeah, but I I got a lot to do on Saturday. That's true. You're kind of busy. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot to do on Saturday. Uh, you know what? I, I liked this. I, I think we brought this up before. I like this darkened arena. I love it. Yeah. It makes it feel, I don't know, old school. Yeah. But that that works for me. Yeah, I've told the story, too, that that Jr. was always a big proponent of it. He said, fans, if they're lit, if they're bright and everybody can see them, they're going to sit on their hands. They're not going to do anything. Look at the fans telling Tommy, turn around, Tommy, or telling Hebner, turn around, Hebner, turn around. He's got him one, two, three. They're serious. But they um, feel like if they're on camera, they don't want to be embarrassed. So they'll just sit down. Right. Jr. was onto something. Yeah, he was now today. Fast forward. They want to be on camera. Yeah. They, they, they're part of the show in their mind. 
And they are, but not to the extent that some of them think, but they really are. So we had a uh, Nikita should have won that match right there. Yep. But got goddamn JR, or goddamn JR, <laughs> goddamn JJ. JR, too, damn him. <laughs> he probably had yeah. something to do with it, that son of yeah, a bitch. Yeah, you sure did. Going to uh, commercial. Let's take a commercial. How about break. a commercial break right here? <clears throat> it's the big time, and it's all for you. Oh, kind of a long bump here. And three, two, one, back. You know what? Uh, Tully is, as I know he's doing here, is calling a pretty good match in the ring. I mean, Tully, you know, it's not that way anymore, but back in the day, the heel called the whole match. Right. Always. And now they just take turns calling it. Well, it's more, more set up than it used to be. Here's the thing. Nikita and Tully did not go out in the ring early in the day and go over their shit. Right. So you're telling me you still, you, you still can't do it now. Well, I mean, I think, I think you can go call it in the ring. I think you can. I, I heard somebody the other day backstage say, uh, okay, we'll just, we'll just call the rest of it in the ring. I remember hearing that and it, it, it almost stopped me in my tracks. And I, I can't remember who said that. And I remember thinking, Hmm, that's a throwback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who said that? Anyway, I don't know, but, but anyway, this whole match is, is, is again, they know what they're going to do right here. They know that so-and-so is going to go over and they know they're going to have a false finish. And the thing with JJ probably was, uh, may have been called on the fly as well. Look at this one, two. Oh man. That was pretty cool to see. Yeah, that was cool to see. And not only that, Nick. Again, look at this one hell of a match here, kids. Yeah. I'm sorry. Old men as you are now. Well, everybody listening to this is too. Well, yeah. How about this? Both guys in the ministry now that are wrestling. How about that? Isn't that something? <laughs> Somebody would have told me in 87, both these guys are going to be in the ministry in 35 years. I would have gone bullshit. I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't mean to talk about. Oh, shut up. Come on. (laughs) Well, you never know. I mean, I don't want to just in case, just in case I I have a, just, I have so many few years left and I want to, I want to, oh, by the way, uh, the open that was done by, uh, Steph, um, Steph Chesney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'd ask me, uh, you think, you think Steph can do another song for us? Uh, yeah, we'll get it in 10 years. Oh, I got you. So, uh, not only that in that song, I said, a, a 63 year old guy, well, that's how long we've been using this song. I'm getting ready to turn 65 and there is nothing in the world that compares or competes with 
the all-out assault that is put upon you when you get ready to turn 65 for these people reaching out about Medicare. Oh, I've really? Never seen, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Wow. Phone calls, uh, robocalls, junk mail. You're getting ready to turn 65. And it's like, well, yeah, motherfucker, I know. And it's time to consider your Medicare options. Leave me the fuck alone, okay? I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's a it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> the is fuck the name alone. of Tony Schiavone's new book. <laughs> that's that's the way it should be. Leave me the fuck alone. Wow, we're going to another segment here, aren't we? Dude, this is a really long match here. And yeah. by the way, what a treat this must have been in 87. Oh, yeah. You know, we're used to seeing just guys get put through the ringer here. And instead, we're getting a, a real match, a real competitive match. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I, I, there's no, there's no uh, historical tracking of the ratings back then. No. Of the regular weekly shows. Not that I know of. The clash, we knew the ratings. Yes. But for the regular Saturday, but I bet you this one did a big number on a Saturday night. Could you feel a difference in 1987 to 1986? Like, yeah. I know in 85, you definitely felt, oh man, we're getting hot. Mm-hmm. And obviously in 86, it's the biggest and best year ever. 87 is still a great success, but mm-hmm. maybe that's where the, the train started to come off the tracks a little bit. When do you, is there a moment where you remember it being like, oh shit, we don't have the momentum. I thought we did. Yeah. When we started using UWF guys, I, I think we started, I just, I just didn't, I don't know. And it's not a slight on any of the guys who were in uh, mid South at that time, but I just didn't think they were as big as stars as ours because we were now trying to establish guys on a national level with guys who had already been established. And I just thought we kind of watered down our product. So at some time during 87, I don't know when. I want to mention, also, uh, go ahead. There's something else too. You can't put a, uh, I can't put my finger on it, but. When Nikita went down, I mean, so when Magnum went down yeah, and Nikita turned babyface, to me, that was, I don't know. I remember when it happened, how great it was in Charlotte. I mean, one of the, one of the great things of all time or angles of all time, but to me, I don't know. Nikita has this big, badass heel was better than Nikita as a baby face. I mean, just glance at the, not knowing the, not knowing the competitors, not knowing what you're watching. If you just turn on the TV and you tell someone who's never watched wrestling, who's the good guy. Who's the bad guy here. Right. You'd say, oh, it's a big bald guy. He's a bad guy, but no, it's not it. So. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. He does. He definitely looked for the part. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Let's track it here. Trying to pull him up. Nikita trying to pull him in. There goes Dylan. He's handing him something, isn't he? Pull him up in the ring. 
I was hoping we were going to get a holly gully there. I did. I was too. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. major ref bump. Holy cow. What a ref uh, bump. Oh my God. Uh, that, uh, God, did it look like Brock Anderson getting in there? Or what? Arn Anderson angle? slides in some sort of foreign object made to fashioned like some brass knucks, but not maybe with athletic tape. The Keter didn't see it. And here it comes. Wham. And then of course, Tully's going to toss the weapon to JJ. Barry Windham wow. breaks the count up. Wow. There's a lot of interference <clears throat> here. Look at the fans going nuts for it though. Mm-hmm. And now Tully's attacking Barry. Barry's firing back. Are they going to throw this one out? Yeah. Can't be punching one of the guys in the match. That's illegal. The worst looking Russian sickle of all time on JJ. Mm-hmm. And now he uses the knucks. Is he going to see the knucks? Look at our face. <laughs> Who's that running in with him? Oh, where's Kendall? Everybody's coming out. Rock and rolls are out there. Mm. Laser Tron's out there. Oh my God. The Italian stallion. Oh, Jesus. We running short on baby faces that day. This is a cool match. This is a cool moment. Yeah, it is. It's very cool. How about very laser good. Tron, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to see him on Wednesdays. Jimmy Garvin. You think you could work out laser Tron on a dark taping <laughs> laser Tron being a dark competitor would really, that would kick ass dude. Isn't that, wouldn't that character be owned by the WWE right now? There's no way. That would be good, laser John. See the new champion. Dude, that hat Dusty's got. My God, where is that? The U.S. title, but you got to be proud of Nikita Kolov back on top. That's a proud moment in my heart because a long time ago, I knew what titles meant, what it was to be the best in what you are. Magnus T.A. went down. Nikita Kolov stepped in 
took the ball and ran with it. My super partner, the superpower, now rules the squared circle, the world's television champion. That's serious business. That's risky business. That's what it's all about. When I was a kid growing up in Austin, Texas, from the time I came out of the womb, I lived on the east side. I grew up on a street that wasn't paved to a couple years ago. I fought, scratched for everything that I wanted. And let's look up three times I have been world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to beat you, Lex Luger. I'm going to beat you. But you got to beat me. You got to beat the legend. You got to take Dusty Rhodes down. And it ain't going to happen. Lex Luger, you are a tremendous physical specimen. You are a tremendous athlete. You are probably in the last 10 years the finest put together piece of work in this country. But you are not a legend. You are not financially secure. And you are not the heartbeat of America. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes is. Just like Nikita Koloff became the world television champion. Now then, Dusty Rhodes will be US champion. The Weaver Lock. Yes, the Weaver Lock and Ric Flair. Everybody was looking for you, including Ronnie Garvin, when I beat you for the world's heavyweight title. So between now and then, you better be looking for me. Because Dusty Rhodes is always a threat. Always a threat. You know these people out here talking about four husbands, my brothers over there. The thing is, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes can do whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? If they want to get up here like this and disable him and talk to the public, I can do whatever I want to do. Lex Luger, I am Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. I am a legend. I am the dream. I am the heartbeat of America. I will be the next United States heavyweight wrestling champion. Fans, don't you dare go away. Boys and girls, if you didn't watch that, I want you to go back. God. At that 36 minute mark or so, mm. it's one of the most hilarious things Dusty ever did. I loved it. And now we've got more fun action with the mod squad taking on the Italian stallion and Kendall Wyndham, oh, the wow. mod squad. Three things about that. Number one, I'm looking at that Miller high life hat and I'm thinking if we just would have had the wear to have a dusty Rhodes hat. Having put it on his head and then sell the fucking thing. But wearing a beer hat was cool back then, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but why didn't we have a Dusty Rhodes hat that we could have sold? I agree. And that, that's hindsight. Uh, number two is he drew off the fans cheering for the four horsemen. That amped him up. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, and number three, I think we made a mistake there. And, and I know, obviously, I, I guess uh, Tully or Nikita are not there. But there should have been an interview by one of those coming out of that instead of Dusty. Dusty did a good job of selling Nikita Koloff being the new TV champ. But the interview coming out of that footage should have been either Nikita or Tully. So. Hey, the Mod Squad was with us for quite a while after that. They, uh, they, they did some, uh, I th- weren't, weren't these, wasn't this Jim Jeffers 
and his brother, the Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Let's, let's look that up. I think they were. And, the, you know, the. Uh, yeah, Jim Jefferson and Mac Jefferson. These are, this is Spike and Basher. <laughs> they debuted in 84, disbanded yeah. in 91. Unfortunately, one of the fellows, Spike, passed away at just 52 years old. Jesus. In 2013. Hmm. They they had uh, they came out uh, do you remember the the Clint Eastwood movie I think it was Magnum Force where the policeman with the white helmets on and the uh and the sunglasses were going around killing people. Well, Mod Squad was a TV show, right? It was a TV show, yeah, but the the white helmet and the glasses uh, were from basically as bad guys were basically from Magnum Force, but yeah, Mod Squad was a TV show from actually I think the Mod Squad was a TV show from like the sixties. It is, yeah. They yeah. beat in sixty eight, went till seventy three. Yeah, but Magnum Force was the one with uh, God, who was the bad guy in that? Um, I can't remember. He he was. Uh, I'll think of it in a moment. Hal Holbrook, Mitchell Ryan, David soul. David soul was one of the bad guys. Uh, had this white helmets on. They were on motorcycle cops and they killed people. Kip Niven. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. That was one of my favorite. I own all those Clint Eastwood, uh, dirty, hairy movies. You know, I've, ne- I've only seen one and I don't remember really? it at all. I'll, I'll yeah. go, I'll go watch one today. The earlier ones were good. The later ones like the Deadpool. Yeah. That wasn't as good because he was older, but you get around Magnum force and uh, some of those, you know, it's good stuff. Woo wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber eats or Postmates app. Woo wings is now open in Nashville. San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo wings! Yeah! Woo woo! Anyway, where were we? Oh, we're talking about wrestling. Yes, we're supposed to Kendall, be. Kendall Wyndham and, uh, God, the Italian Stallion. You know, I just, I always thought he was a carny, but then when I found out the way he treated the, uh, the Hardys, yeah, that just solidified it. You ask me, how can anyone in their right mind take young kids and just drop them off somewhere. Right. And tell them if you want to, if you want to continue, you got to pay me. Jesus. That's just a terrible person is what that is. No doubt. How far removed was Kendall from being put in the slammer here? Is he out here? I thought this was before he went in. That's what I meant. How far removed is he from being put in? Oh, I got you. Let me look okay. and see when he, yeah. uh, took Check a little, out, cause- took a little vacation. I don't think that's too far removed from this. 1990. Oh, okay. That's when so they were arrested. Years. Yeah. 
just had to go do a little 24 month stint in the federal prison. Got you can out tell in that, You can tell that we have a light roster this week. No doubt. Because this is getting way too much time. <laughs> yes, it is. This should have been way over. By the way, we, we, we take to Twitter. You know how we do. We yeah, ask if you guys got any questions. Matt yeah. Shanks wants to know what everybody wants to know. Yeah. How's your mom doing today, Tony? She's she's hanging in there. Good. She's Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. She's uh she's actually and I've seen the x rays of the uh of the shoulder replacement. Man. Man, I'm she should be hurting a lot more than she is. So the miracle of drugs. Yeah, and she's kind of been weaned off of them. I mean, she's not she's doing okay though. She's uh I think she's doing all right. Thank thank you for asking. Just another just another day in the life of senior citizens in Metro Atlanta. Thank you very much for asking. Should we give your address on the air again? No, we shouldn't. As a matter of fact, uh I, I do want to mention that uh, I'm, I had brought up the fact on this on this podcast that if you continue, I'm, I'm going to stop uh, signing things that you send to my house. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And stop sending stuff. I agree. And I do have a post office box. And I, since I mentioned that, a lot of stuff has started coming to the post office box. And I very rarely get anything at the house anymore. So, how nice is that? That's, that's pretty cool. Isn't it? So thank you for that. Now, are you still, and, and fans, I don't mean to get your hopes up cause I'm asking, cause I don't know the answer. We're going to find out here together. Mm-hmm. Are you still taking Polaroids of your wiener and sending them out through the mail as well? No, I don't do that anymore. Okay. So you, okay. you've been weaned off of that. I've been weaned off the wiener. I don't even think anybody has a Polaroid camera anymore. You fucking dumbass. Oh no, they do. They, who does? Well, I assume Lois does. I mean, it's probably underneath all the goddamn dog hair. We don't have dog hair. We like they used to either. Yeah. Dooley's no longer here and just the bug 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 lay dead bug. Good. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> how's, uh, how's the youngins back? I know, uh, uh, your daughter, your lovely daughter had a back surgery this year. Seems to be okay. Good. Her both her kids had the croup. And uh, what is the croup? Croup's like some sort of uh, heavy dose of phlegm. Oh, that gets them choked up. You never had the croup? No. You know what the croup is? I, I, I mean, I thought it was something you put chickens in. <laughs> That's coop. Oh, That's coop. I thought it was. I thought our coop was like a two door car. No. That's that's that it. Yes, that is. Can you imagine if you were an ESL motherfucker, how complicated this shit would be? Croup is an upper airway infection that blocks breathing and has a distinctive barking cough. Croup. All right. Okay. Got it. So they're they're doing uh, a commercial break in a mod squad match, bro. We are. Man, it was all downhill after that Nikita match. God almighty. I agree. What, what in the world? Let's go watch the, the fucking dusty promo over and over. Yeah. I like, well, that. I do think, I do think we're going to have a flare promo in this, which is good. Uh, 
We should have just had Dusty and 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 Flair come out and just read the goddamn newspaper. Uh, absolutely, because that's what you watched it for. Yes, you watched it for the promos. You you. And I talk about that. I talk about that backstage to AEW all the time with the guys and the girls. So you need to learn how to do a promo. You need to learn how to do one. Just, and it's easy for me to go around and say, learn how to do one. Well, let somebody work with them. So we were doing that at one time in the early days. Wow. Well, that's a shitty camera shot. Look at Kendall haul off Man. drop kick. Hot tag, couple of drop kicks. Now what? Kendall was a good athlete. He just wasn't his brother though. And that's, you know, you can't help but draw comparisons, but talk about unfair being yeah, compared to one unfair. of the all time greats. Right. Oh, he just fell on his head too. He just fell head first. Let's, let's just see how you're trying to ramp up some excitement here. Okay. into the stallion he's really hurt it'll be a time limit draw as the 10 minutes allotted for television time had expired it was nine too many <laughs> this is a pretty good elbow here oh no doubt i mean listen it was it was good for what it was they're just not mm-hmm. big tv stars and here you are shilling some term life insurance. Did you no, smoke cigarettes I'm, I'm getting, back then? You look like a cigarette smoker out there. No, I did not smoke cigarettes. I'm getting ready to sell a video cassette. Here is now available to you. The war games bash 87. This video cassette now available. I want you to keep watching our program and keep listening because how you can obtain yours. One of the most incredible matches. No, not one of the most, the most incredible match in the history of professional wrestling. The war games, the match beyond available to you in video cassette at this time. And you know, Starcade 87 comes around very soon in November. I don't know how they're going to do it, but Jim Crockett Promotion says, we know you love the bash, and it was gigantic, but Starcade 87 is going to be even bigger. So you'll want to stay tuned for more information on Starcade 87. Okay, fans, let's bring in two men. I know they had a real tough match, and right at the end, really oh tried to maybe take the stallion out. Spike and Batcher, the mob squad. I said, Tony Schiavone, we're sick and tired of just winning our matches and leaving with our hands raised only. So we want this promotion to stand up and take notice. We're not just out here running our mouths. We mean business. So from now on, anybody we come up against, we're going to hurt you. We're going to crumple you and rock and roll. Just look what happened this punk out here. And remember, we're coming after you. Tell them, Bash. That's right. Tony Schiavone. We have had problems getting the championship match signed with anybody from this promotion. So me and Brother Spike took it upon ourselves say, hey, the only way we can make these jerks wake up and take notice is to hurt people. And every time we step in the ring, somebody's going to get carried out. Then this promotion might take notice of the Mod Squad. Let's get out of here. Going to be hearing more for the Mod Squad as well as the Stallion and Kendall and them. Let's go back to the ring, fans. So now we got Tim Hardy and Boogie Woogie Man. Boy, uh, I don't mean to be ugly, but if there's a B show around here, we're looking at it. I, especially when you give the Mod Squad a promo. Yeah. 
that that blow me blue blah 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 blue blew me away. <clears throat> hey, speaking of Boogie, since we're, mm-hmm. we got him here, mm-hmm. we had a great question. Lenny Bakken, friend of the show, yeah. aka if you got some money kicking around and not sure what to do with it, give it to Lenny Bakken. I'll show you how to hey. grow it. He wants to know: Does Jimmy Valiant give as good of a kiss to Tony in 2022 as he did in 1987? Nah, 87 was much better. Really? Yeah. You needed more tongue? No, uh, just he had a fuller beard. You know, young, vibrant, with purpose, with passion. Okay. Back then, he ain't gonna go long here. Guarantee you. No, mm. that's kind of not his way. Nope, wasn't his way. <clears throat> Shavanto. He just told me he loved me. Right hand, right to the noggin. I even said noggin. I mean, I need you to work noggin in this Wednesday. You think he could do that? Yeah. I'm I know it well, I don't know. Look at this. Restrict him in any way from doing what he has come to do. Right to a turnbuckle. He ain't doing. He ain't doing anything. No, there's literally nothing happening in the ring. No, he just, he just standing up, raking his back. There you go. Do it again. Warning from our Hall of Famer. Are the Valiant Brothers in the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I think so. They should be. They were big stars in the old WWE. Look, look behind me, Jack. Ooh. Yeah. Johnny and Jimmy uh, went Mm -hmm. in in 1996. That's tremendous. Luscious Johnny Valiant, I think was, uh, that was one of Vince McMahon's guys. Wasn't it? Like he really, he really liked him. Oh yeah. What are we watching right now? Could you explain this? Like, let's say me and you are somehow watching this on an iPad in an airport Mm -hmm. and a lady from Romania wanders over and sees us watching this. How would we explain it to her? Um, Cause it looks like a guy in like old timey pajamas and a ZZ top beard, just laying on a guy in his underwear. That's kind of what it is. He, I mean, Boogie looks like the dad from Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory or the grandpa. <laughs> I just don't know how we would explain what this was like, if you get it, you get it. But boy, if you just wandered in the room and saw somebody watching this and had no preconceived notion of what wrestling was, you'd be fucking weirded out. World heavyweight champion, nature boy, Ric Flair. Does he have the champion's number? Let's hear right now from the heavyweight champion of the world, nature boy, Ric Flair. Whoa. Sure, I'm talking about the five of us out of collectively for the bank 
in our lives, and you, I don't think so. The bottom line is, Tony Lanchard, one of the greatest of all time, double A, enforcer, my kind of man, Lex Luger, James J. Dillon, the finalists are what the greatest sport in the world has come to know, not as just the four horsemen, but the franchise. You see, contracts land all over JJ's desk. Everybody wants us in every major arena across this country because we're the best there is in the greatest sport in the world. And you, David Crockett, know that when somebody gets in our way, whether it's the Rock and Roll, whether it's Garvin, whether it's Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, they pay the price because, once again, the bottom line is we are woo, professional wrestling. And we always want to know one thing, what's causing all this? Man, he was so fun when he was fired up and how could you not love what's causing all this? It was so random, made no sense, but somehow he made it work. Okay. Uh, dusty was in the studio. Of course, you know, he's the booker, so he's there. Yeah. Oh, we're giving the barbarian here a match and we're in Rocky King, put some respect on his name. God damn it. Yeah. And we got, uh, we gave the, uh, we gave the mod squad a time load draw. There's no flair. There's no, uh, there are no horsemen here at all. There's, this is like, wow. Our main this event was, is Danny Brown and Mike Jackson. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we, we're going to still see a taped show uh, or a taped match of Ron Garvin and Arn Anderson. That too was a part of the NWA super bouts. I mean, listen, it's cool that we're getting some competitive matches, but as far as the studio show goes, it's dusty roads and fucking nothing else. No, that's it. And, uh, just to let you know, <clears throat> I don't want you to click off the podcast here. If you're, you want to enjoy some wrestling, but we, you, as you mentioned, Denny Brown, right? <laughs> oh, fans, I'm not telling you to leave, <laughs> but Danny Brown's coming up, but we are going to say, also have Sean Royal. Uh, and the raging bull Manny Fernandez in action and Paul Jones is going to close out the show. So I don't know why, but that tickled me <laughs> fans hang with us because we're just barely hanging on here as well. <laughs> I know it's not the way to sell a show, but no, it's not my God. I can't imagine how great it would be if you could slip that in on, on a show one day. But the thing oh. is your shows always close with something fucking cool now, you know, yeah, like, right. I don't think I should ever say that. No, you should never <laughs> say it, but goddamn, it would just tickle me. <clears throat> Fans hang with us because the rest of the show is shit. I just mm. love the phrasing fans. I'm not telling you to leave the podcast, but Denny Brown's coming up. <laughs> just want you to know and be aware. <laughs> now, you know why we put uh, the Nikita match in here. No kidding. We didn't have much of anything else, man, in this show. And you know what? That was wrong. If you, if you look back into it and you're trying to book towns and, and I get it, you know, you want to, you're a, an arena based company. 
that's how you make your money. So on a Friday night, you want to, you want to have a big show to where you can draw a lot of fans. Therefore, if you're somewhere on Friday that you can't get to on Saturday morning, a lot of your big stars are not going to be able to make it. I get that, but still you need people on your show to make it a good show. Now, Dusty talked, Flair talked, I get it. But to me, what made this show great and unique was Flair being at the podium yeah, along, along with Dusty, and you didn't get that. And even back in 1987, I guarantee fans, when they saw the Mod Squad go the time limit draw, even back then they're thinking, ain't nobody here today. Nobody here today at all. But Paul Jones. <laughs> Did you see um, recently our man Matt Hardy had a comment about? Didn't see it, but go ahead. Vince McMahon. No. Wow. He uh, allegedly. This is Matt Hardy. <clears throat> it's on his podcast, by the way. The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Recommend you check it out if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Quote, Vince McMahon in his mind, he was worried there's going to be tension between myself and Edge. So he called us into his office and he was going to sit down and talk to us and also let us know how he wanted the finish of the match to go, specifically in detail. So we walk into the room and we were getting along good at the time. You know, there were some tension, obviously. But Vince was going to talk to us both and make sure to lay the law down, so to say. So I remember myself and Adam, we go sitting there and there's a couch across from his chair and we're sitting on opposite ends of the couch. It's probably four feet between us. We're sitting and the first thing Vince says is Adam, Matt, you know, WWE is my company, right? You know that this event SummerSlam is my event that I created, right? We both go. Yes. You know that I rented this venue for the right for the night, right? This is my arena. Do you understand that? Yes. You know, there's wrestling out there, that wrestling ring, you know, that's my wrestling ring, right? Yes. Mm. I want to tell both of you this right now. If either one of you go out there tonight and try and take liberties with each other, if you try to intentionally hurt one another, I'm the most powerful man in the industry. I promise neither one of you will ever work a day in this industry again. Do you understand? How about that? Jesus. Heavy handed. To say the least. And then he continues. Okay. With that being said, I want to get into the psychology behind the match. So it's not going to be a long match. I want this to be like an MMA fight. This is a UFC fight, right? I don't want to see any hokey wrestling bullshit. This is going to be like a brawl and it's going to be short and effective. Blah, 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 blah. Pat fast forward. I can't believe this is real. Listen to me. These are your primal instincts. This might sound crazy when two animals and their primal instincts kick in and survival kicks in. That's their basic primal instinct. And we all have them. Even as human beings, if you see someone weaker than you, you see someone that's crippled or in a wheelchair deep down. Your primal instinct is that you want to destroy them and you want to eat them. You want to eat them alive. This is what we do to human beings, to one another. Those are our basic primal instincts. When you look at a human being and the psychology behind it, this is our instincts. You want to take that person who's weaker than you. That's below you in the food chain. And you want to fucking eat them. Do you understand? That's what I want to see in this match. The idea being 
If you happen to be a wheelchair bound wrestling fan, <laughs> Vince McMahon <laughs> might want to fucking eat you and thinks it's normal that we would too. I have never, boy, you talk about a fat joke. Mm-hmm. Even I have never actually considered eating a human being. Mm. What the fuck this, is this dude? This sounds like a movie script, doesn't it? But it's real life with Vince McMahon. Jesus. Can you believe that? Well, yeah. Yes, I can. And I, uh, just the, the just the opening salvo, just like, uh, there's a little Starcade promo right there. Man right now who can dethrone the world champion, Ric Flair. We're talking about the man with the hands of stone, Ryan Garvin. Not only do many people feel this way, but he feels himself. Deep down, he become the next world champion. Let's go and listen to the man with the hands of stone, Ron Garvin. As I've watched this man in the ring for some Dude, like literally no promos were taped in person. No. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Listen, we are, let's see, we are, uh, everybody's in Florida. I reckon, I guess. Cause the 28th, you were in Daytona beach. The 29th, you're in St. Petersburg, the same show here, you know, as we said, or the same day here that night, you've got a big show at the, uh, the summit in Houston. Yeah. But damn nation, like nobody here. I mean, nobody. Uh, Ronnie Garvin's world title win is coming up very soon. Because we're talking, we're in, uh, late August and he's going to drop it back to flair at Starcast. Starcast. <laughs> yeah. He dropped it at Starcast. I love it. Yeah. Starcade. I know what you meant. Yeah. So his world title match is coming up then. So, yeah. In, in Detroit about a right. month later, right. September 25th, right. 1987. Right. Badass match. Yeah. And I mean it, I'm going to collect my dues. Because you see what I've got to earn. And Ric Flair, you're a great wrestler. I'm going to give the devil his due. But you see, I think I'm better than you because every time I've wrestled you, I've pushed you to the limit. You're saying I've got that extra mile in me. And you don't. And I can feel a little voice inside of you screaming, please help me, because you know you're in trouble. I'm coming at you. And it's just a matter of time. And believe me, people out there... And now Denny Brown and Mike Jackson, Mike Jackson's still wrestling by the way. Mm. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, so, uh, what else we going to talk about here? Because we can't talk about the wrestling. Well, let's go to my trusty notes here. Okay. <laughs> you know, I occasionally write some things down. Yeah. Trusty notes. Yep. Uh, right. okay. You got one. Okay. Found a new, uh, <laughs> my new favorite band. Oh God. Collective soul. Sick animation. Stick animation. Sick animation. Sick animation. Yep. It's a pretty okay. catchy band. They got some real catchy songs. I'd like to play one for you here. Oh, Jesus. What? We, uh, anything else? <laughs> let's take, let's just take a listen. See what you think. Oh. <clears throat> 
Suck my dick with a condom on, bitch. My no, dick with a what? Suck my dick with a condom on, bitch. The first line is enough. You don't like that, buddy? No. It's catchy. Just look. Suck my dick with a condom on, bitch. My dick with a what? Suck my dick with a condom on, bitch. You don't think that's funny, dude? Uh, They've got a lot of really great ones. I bet they do. Can I play? I can I play another one? Just one more. No, that's okay. This is I ain't scared. Listen, baby girl, you know you always on my mind. Wanna give it to you raw? Wanna stick it from behind? I don't have to wear a rubber if I put it in your butt. Okay, that's a nerd, and I'm a nasty slut. Okay, that's okay. I ain't scared of getting shit on my dick. Ooh, when I'm fucking. (laughs) 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 Buddy, this is my favorite Danny Brown match. I remember. Seeing your face when he said, I ain't scared of getting shit on my dick. (laughs) I didn't know that was a phobia. Uh, (laughs) So fucking, I mean, I think Uh, they might be the greatest band of all time. God. So, you know, I went to podcast movement this past week. Oh yeah. And it was fantastic. Uh, had a great crowd. Turns out the, the trick to drawing a good crowd to your panel is don't put the word wrestling in there. So it was sold out because it was about how to grow a niche podcast and blah, blah, blah. And it was fun. Uh, Eric Bischoff was there. Jeff Jarrett was there. Uh, some of our sales folks were there. I met with a lot of agencies, really good stuff, but so I, you're saying that you're saying that podcasters are elitist and don't like pro wrestling. No, I'm saying, I think, uh, there was a, there was a lot of ladies in the audience and I think they would have been like, well, I don't know what I can learn from a wrestling podcast. Just not really under that was a deterrent, but I mean, everything we heard afterwards, it turned into a freaking meet and greet was that it was, oh, this is the best panel I've been to. And we learned so much and blah, blah, blah. And so many actionable items and blah, blah, blah. So it was a lot of value. Really glad to be a part of podcast movement. Anyway. I wound up, you know, me, I'm not scared to bunk up. So it's like, Hey man, I don't need my own room. I'm just going to go to the room and go to bed. So let's just, you know, get a room with two beds. No problem. Okay. Now when Jeff Jarrett checks in the guy at the desk, huge wrestling fan. Oh my God. It's WWE hall of famer, double J Jeff Jarrett. He says it just like that. Wow. So whereas I get a fucking room with two full size beds. Jeff Jarrett gets a goddamn six bedroom suite. He's got conference rooms and dining rooms and pool tables. And I mean, like what for a regular room, but the guy's a huge fan. So that was cool. Right. But as a result of sharing a room now, we also share a bathroom and I'm not going to say who was in there, but I will say this. When we got back from dinner, this person went right in the bathroom and it's like bedtime. It's time to go to bed. So I say after about 40 minutes, Hey man, sure. would like to pee before I go to sleep. That'd be ideal. Okay. Mm. It continues. Mm -hmm. And about 20 minutes later, 
I hear this person go, Oh, there went the salad. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That you can tell what Uh food item it was. Okay. Not like a spicy thing where, you know, some people shit hot, but the idea that, Oh, that's definitely the lettuce and the croutons and the tomato. (laughs) I howled with laughter. Oh, there went the salad. That's brutal. And the next morning between six 50 and seven ten, we got the blackout shades pulled. It's completely mm-hmm. dark. I heard the most loud, powerful guttural thunder fart mm-hmm. I've ever heard mm-hmm. real bass. I'm talking about serious. Yeah. Well, you, but, it, you but it's pitch black. And so I think this other person is asleep. Yeah, well, because I'm like, know, dude, th- I don't want to wake him up from laughing, but it was so loud. It was like a cartoon fart. I mean, it was hilarious. So I'm trying yeah. to keep my laughter to myself and it happens again. And the second one is the encore is bigger, mm-hmm. unbelievable bass. I mean, whew. yeah. And then I see movement and the glow of the phone and I realize <clears throat> they're awake. Mm-hmm. And I said, dude. I tried so hard to not wake you up. I was laughing my ass off. Did you know you're a sleep farter? And this person goes, I wasn't asleep, which somehow made it even better. I'm going to rip the sickest fart ever. I'm not going to the bathroom. I'm just going to do it in this common area of the room here. It was fantastic. So that was my podcast movement experience. So two things here. Yeah. Don't be a tightwad and get your own room. My point is that was my last time I'm sharing a room. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, never share a room with Dave Silva. Well, that's number two. I knew better than to do that. Thunder farts. And Tony, they're going to commercial right now at one 13. Let's do it at 15. Bam. Let's give everybody a little pro tip. Uh, I love pro tips. Love them. Blue chill. Make you ding dong real hard. How hard Tony. Mm -hmm. So hard. Cat can't scratch it. There you go. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It also can help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in when it's time to get that ding dong real, real hard. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And I got to tell you, there won't be anything discreet about your package. Tony, as a matter of fact, you once saw a young man load up on the Bluetooth, and then he had like those little cheese balls and his friends would fire these cheese balls at his general direction. Some were sliders, some were curveballs, some were fastballs. No matter what, though, this fellow's super long, super hard ding dong. He just used it as a bat, just wham, bat and practice with the wiener. Brought to you by Bluetooth, right? Yeah, right. And I've never eaten a cheese ball since then. But you are eating Bluetooth, and we've got mm-hmm. a special offer for some of our listeners who want to get their ding dong real, real hard. If you uh, want to benefit from extra confidence uh, when it's time to reform, we're talking about in the bedroom, not with cheese balls. A uh, blue chew can help. 
And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping charge. That's bluechew.com, promo code WHW to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more information and important safety information. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring What Happened When, our longtime sponsor. Absolutely love them. You're going to love Bluetooth too. Let's get back to the program. One hour, 13 minutes, 15 seconds. You want to say about all that, Conrad? What's that? Sean Royal of the new breed here going to be taking on Larry Stevens. What do you got? It's a whole lot of money in this I heard that song. Where did I hear that song? On the radio. No, it was on a TV show. I don't listen to the radio. Uh, and it just blew me away. God, what, what show was that? You don't like that? No, it was funny. Oh, oh, wait. You, you saw it on loot on Apple TV. That's exactly, that's exactly because I was watching the, cause Ron Funches is shout on. out to Ron Funches. Yeah. Love us some Ron Funches. And, uh, yeah, he did a great job on that, but I just watched loot. Great show. Yeah, yeah it is. And, and that, that's where you heard that. Yeah. And it just, when it, when that, when that song came on, it just popped me big time. Whole lot of money in this motherfucker. You like that better than suck my dick with a condom yeah, on, I do. bitch. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Sean Royal here without Chris Champion. Uh the new breed of I don't I don't know if they've had their wreck by by now or not. I don't I don't think so because Sean's still wrestling here. I don't I don't know what's going on. But I know we have had the new breed or we've had Sean Royal, Denny Brown. Yeah. And the mod squad wrestle. Yeah. Jimmy Vyatt. Gorgeous. Jimmy Garvin. <sighs> Lord. Okay. So help me understand. Why don't okay. you like sick animation instead of this? Like, no, I'm just saying. Get too bold. I'm allergic to that no shit. My wrist game on cold. I might pick my cool white just to match with my toe. The um the wreck you were talking about with the new breed happened on June thirteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Okay, so he's just re- rebounded from the wreck then. Right. Well, I mean, he was uh Royal was was burned, but Champion's arm was broken. So right. He's right. A, he's but- out here solo dolo for a little bit. Yeah, but Royal was burned, but he did have to take some time off from the wreck. Charleston, West Virginia is where uh, they had their last match. Huh. As best I can tell, that was June 12th. And then uh, on the 13th, when they're driving from the TV studio in Atlanta to Florence, South Carolina, that's when the hydroplaned and yeah. whoops. Yeah, that was a real tragedy on many levels. I mean, it screws up a guy's life, but it also screwed up a couple of kids who probably. They were getting a push. We're getting to going to get a push yeah. and if not nothing else, you know, they, they could do, look at that. Look what Sean Royal can do, man. Um, Sean came back and wrestled in WCW in later years. I know Chris champion did his Yoshi Kwan. Remember that? Yeah. But Sean also came back and wrestled 
I think he, we just kind of jobbed him out or whatever, but he was, was not the same. He was like, he didn't look the same. This drastic, this, that wreck drastically changed his life for sure. Yeah. And that gets it done. Sean Royal gets the dub. Well, there's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker. Why do you love that so much? I don't know. I just, that just. Here's the thing, like you saying you like that makes me want to encourage you to do more Tony Reed's no, rap stuff. No, 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 no. Oh, here we go. This is going to be fun. By one half of the new breed, Sean Royal, and we've asked a question before about your partner, Chris Champion. You know something? I know that you people out there on this humanoid planet and everybody watching me tonight are just sitting there beside yourself. You're overwhelmed. At the futuristic tactics of the new breed of professional wrestling. How can any man in this day compete with the unreal futuristic tactics of the new breed? And to answer your question, everybody's been asking me, where is my partner? Where is Chris? I'll tell you where Chris Champion is. The new breed is in a car accident. That's right, a car accident. We were riding in an antique 1987 automobile that we shouldn't even have been riding in. And there was a fatal accident and Chris Champion was hurt. Now mark my words, four weeks from tonight, four weeks, Chris Champion will walk inside of that squared circle. New breed will revolutionize wrestling from now until 2002 and for ever. Sean Rawls, so there it is. The word from Sean Rawls, the new breeder, says four weeks and Chris Champion will come back. Let's bring in James J. Dillon. We saw earlier on the program a great match for the world television title, Nikita Kolov and Tully Blanchard. I know you're upset about what happened. The only thing that I will agree with you, Mr. Shivani, is in fact it was a great match. The pity of it all was at the conclusion that Nikita Koloff stooped to using a foreign object to steal the world television title from the longest reigning champion of all time. And of course, I'm talking about Tully Blanchard. And then all his friends jumped into the ring as if having some kind of a victory celebration in order to hide the fact that he did use a foreign object. The referee was never able to find it. Well, Nikita Koloff, if you want to see what a real party's like, you follow the horseman to the, to the Red Onion in L.A. or Snuggery's in Chicago or the Hard Rock Cafe in the Big Apple if you want to see what a real party's like. But the one thing was, it was an adverse situation. And out of any adverse situation, two things can happen. A great group like the Four Horsemen that comes along once in a lifetime could be torn apart. Or an adverse situation like this could take the same unique group and bind them closer and tighter than they've ever been. Now I want you to take a look at a piece of videotape just to see where the minds of the four horsemen really stand. Take a look at the tape, fans. Back to me in the corner, Taz Robert. Man, that double drop kick was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, man. This was the same arena, but this was doing worldwide. They changed the ring skirts. Yeah. And here come the horsemen. Mm-hmm. Probably before Tully's ball. It may have been after Tully's match because he's wearing he doesn't have wrestling clothes. tights on. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking a shower. He's done. Yeah. The assist with the Gordbuster. Yeah. So now we we've 
Tully's moved on now. Now we're getting to the uh, Tully and Arn against the Rock and Roll Express angle. Yes. Right. And man, how great, you know, without even seeing them, we just know those were great matches. Back to oh JJ. Rock and Roll Express were put on notice. The Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson were gunning for the world's tag team titles. It's just that simple. And the thing when Nikita Koloff will not go unanswered. Tully Blanchard will regain the world television title that he should rightfully hold. Ric Flair will overcome the onslaught of Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin, and Lex Luger is the total package, and he will stop the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. We've said it before, and I'll say it one more time. Diamonds are forever, and so are the four horsemen. You mark my word. And like we said, when you think you got them down, they're the most dangerous, the four horsemen. We'll be back with more, including the Raging Bull, Paul Jones, and many others. The question needs to be asked right here. Where's Shaska? What the fuck? That's a great question. I mean, if he's around, bring him out to do a promo. God. Oh, well, here we go. Raging Bull and Ricky Nelson. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he was around. He was there all through the year. He was there in January. He was there in December, but as best I can tell, he only worked 78 times that year. Jeez. For Undercover guys. hillbillies. What a great line. Oh, all time. Great line. Yeah. So yeah, Paul Jones out here with, uh, the raging bull, Manny Fernandez. We did get a question about him. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any, this one comes to us from, uh, Make sure I give him a shout out here. Brad Stanton. Any funny Manny Fernandez stories you can share? Oh God. Funny Manny Fernandez stories. Yeah. Uh, I can't share any funny, but I just know that everybody backstage ne- never believed a word he said. Got it. There were, there were guys backstage that thought that Manny Fernandez could never tell the truth. Now. That's what I heard. I had nothing to base that on. He was always really, really pleasant to me. And Manny and I really got along. There were even guys backstage that said he claims he was in Vietnam. There was no way. But I think we found out that that was the truth later on. But he had some backstage heat. And he also has a little bit of a a belly here. More than usual. I want to mention, uh, the number one song in the UK when this, when this, uh, show aired, do you want to guess whole lot of money in this motherfucker? I love you for that. Was that really your guess? No. What number one song in the UK was, uh, in 87. Yep. That would have been, uh, oh, Rick Ainsley, Rick Astley. Yeah. Astley Ainsley. Yeah. Never going to give you up, baby. Wow. Number one song in America. You want to guess? And 1987. Yep. Tear, tears for fears. Everybody guess. wants to rule the world. I'm going to be a star. Because stars don't fall out of the sky, do they? How big of a hit was that, dude? That, that was a big deal. Yeah. And to this day, uh-huh. it's uh, the doorbell at Dave Silva's house. <laughs> it's not a big old fart. Dave Silva was not the farter. 
Oh, he wasn't? No. No, okay. But for the purposes of our story, oh, there went the salad. Is <laughs> definitely a Dave Silva line. I mean, that's a Dave Silva line. It is. Hmm. Oh. Oh God, our lives. Yeah. Don't, don't share. Don't share the, uh, I won't be doing that again. Yeah. It's time for me to just get in my own room. I mean, in my head, it was like, I'm, I'm only in there long enough to sleep. What does it matter? But now I'm like, ah, it matters a little bit and that'll do it. Thankfully, listen, we saw some great taped stuff and we saw one hell of a dusty roads promo, but by and large, not a great show here. Don't know what the oh. WWF presented that week, but I feel like it was probably a better show than this. Well, I'm sure they did. Let's track it here. The Barbarian, the Paul Jones camp is really strong. Love it. You see this here? You know what they put in these? What people want to see? Who want it? Let me tell you something right now. You know, I evaluated the matches, and I said that maybe all the feuds will be over with, but no, all it's done was throw coal in the fire. And I hear Dusty Rhodes gets up here and says this about that. Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger is too much man for you, and you better find some other avenue to go, and you better pick on somebody that's not as much man. Now, I haven't hit Ben around here in a while. I've been regrouping. I've got a very, very close friend on the West Coast. Gave me a call. He heard me on television right here saying that I was trying to complete my army. He said, Paul Jones, I've got the man for you. I've got to get rid of him because he's hurting everybody around here. Well, let me tell you something. In a few short, uh, shut up, in a few short weeks. You're going to see him right here on television, and you're going to see number one Paul Jones' his army completed. The, rain, the raging bull, Ivan Koloff, the barbarian, and my new surprise. What I understand, I haven't seen him, but man, I've said that he's going to come in this television studio and clean house. And anywhere I set up, he's going to clean house. And then you people are going to sit up and take notice. I've suffered a lot of blows in the past, a lot of injuries. But brother, you take guys like the Road Warriors, Dusty Rhodes, Akita Koloff, Barry Windham, and the list goes on. You're going to be biting the dust. Because brother, when I step on this television set, everybody's going to say, there's Mr. Jones. They're not going to say, there's the weasel, or there's so-and-so, Mr. Jones. And brother, let me tell you something. There's a lot of idiots in this studio. And brother... If they meant anything to me, I would pay attention to them. But for now, what's more important is my army, and it's going together, and that's a promise. And we'll see you next week. Well, we saved the worst for last, didn't we? And we got to go on a high note. That was brutal. Listen, this is all fine. That's not my favorite part, but when he gets the high pitch shit, dude, yeah, get up all of them. Paul Jones, I tell you right now, when I step on this TV set, scared of getting shit on my Where did you find this band? Where did you find this band? Somewhere like in, in Huntsville? No, I wish, buddy. 
I'm going to tell you this. We're going to have to kick off the summer next year. We're going to blow it out at the lake house. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to find those fuckers and we're going to make sure they're there to break that place in. Right. By the way, I feel like I should give an update. The geese are back. Yeah. Well, not, not one, hmm. not two. Yeah. There's about a hundred of those motherfuckers out there. Yeah. He's he, what he's doing is gathering an audience to watch when he kicks your ass. That's he, what he's gathering. It's, it's, it's a real thing now. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately it's about that time. It is about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are now going to the ring. It's a uh, Cassio kid, uh, our good friend going to the ring and, uh, he's a, a nice young gentleman. He does shit on people's floors. Uh, and, uh, he is going to be going one-on-one against, uh, obviously Dave Silva who is obviously the butt of all of our jokes. Uh, a right hand by Cassio and... Audio jungle. Oh, my... Audio jungle. Oh, my God. There goes the salad. <laughs> we'll see you next week on What Happened When? We come to you each and every Wednesdays on Cumulus. But Mondays, we come to you on... Patron, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, ad free shows.com. Oh, good.